Well, one of the people who uh, went uh, immediately to Israel to visit the families of uh, Ayal Gilad and uh, Naftali, who, of course, are soon uh, getting up from Shiva. In fact, I believe today they're getting up from Shiva, or, or already have, uh, was Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz. Uh, he's the dean of Yeshiva Darche Noam. He's director of the Center for Jewish Family Life Project. Yes, is one of his affiliations that's very well known. You can go to kosherjewishparenting.com and find out a whole bunch of information about Rabbi Horowitz's activities. He was there visiting the three families, has some amazing stories from what we're told. Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Yeah, hi. Nachum, always a pleasure. Good morning to your listeners. I appreciate that very much. Uh, this may sound like an obvious question, but everybody, else, but everybody, of course, has their own story and intent. Uh, why did you pick up and run to Israel to see the three families at this time? I don't know. I, I just felt it was the right thing to do. Um, that's not, not, I guess, simple and complicated. That's all it was. It just felt that it was the right thing to do. And uh, I, you know, we have regular readers on our website. And uh, I just sent out an email that if anybody would like to uh, send, uh, you know, Nichum notices to the uh, to the family i'd be honored to bring them and we brought them uh, a little over a hundred uh, emails and notes that were uh, you know obviously they, they didn't have time to read them then but uh, they were very touched to know that they were there and they all asked me to put it away that they would uh, um, you know it was very meaningful to them that uh, that people around the world sent uh, messages of of consolation to them they they didn't I'm telling you, they, 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 none of the three families really, I don't think it's possible for them to grasp what an impact it had uh, on everyone. I mean, they know what was going on in Eretz Israel, but like it's, it's, it's beyond, it's beyond anybody's comprehension to understand that, you know, someone in Brazil, there, a Jew in Brazil or, or in Belgium or uh, in New York or anybody else around the world, that we, we really felt that they were our family. Yeah, and you and other visitors certainly, certainly conveyed that to them. Were the three visits, which I'm sure had certain commonalities, were the three of them very different? Yeah, they're actually pretty much similar. Um, especially, you know, I, we we spent uh, Shabbat in Talmon, uh, four of us, including uh, Rabbi Hashem son, Rabbi Shai, who whose email became uh, basically went viral. Right. Uh, about his, uh, did you see it, Nachum? Yeah, we read it on the air Friday morning. Oh, it was really, really extraordinary. So, uh, uh, we were in, I was at a mutual friend's home, supposed to be there for Shabbos, and about <clears throat> an hour and a half before Shabbos, uh, Rav Shai said, hey, how would you like to come along to Talmon? And, uh, we went and spent, uh, Shabbat in that just amazing community. They have 280 families, and, uh, you know, I, I just wrote a post yesterday on my website. If anyone's interested, uh, as Nacha mentioned, it's uh, kosherjewishparenting.com. I wrote about uh, five or six posts, I, you know, sent out emails over the last, you know, since basically since we, we got this terrible news. Uh, one of them might be helpful to parents It's in terms of, you know, it's called Teku. The first I posted, we just put some practical information for parents on how to speak to your kids to uh, explain the inexplicable. There's also a free uh, video, if anyone's interested, of uh, a communal uh, Bergenfield Teaneck talk that, that I 
participated in uh, Wednesday night. Um, it's also on YouTube. You can just do a Google search for it. It's, on, it's also linked on my website. Um, just explaining, you know, how to talk to kids about it. But I just posted yesterday, uh, I just posted a, something. It was called Basically Just What You Saw. That was the title. Just explaining that, you know, what, what we all were just amazed at, at the dignity and the courage. I'm sorry, I'm going to get emotional. I, the way those families presented themselves in the glare of the worldwide media, yeah, the poise when the kids were missing, when they got the terrible news at the funeral, the, the courage and the humility and the, 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 the lack of bitterness or hatred or a call for revenge. There was none of that. It, it is, you know, it, it, just, it's simply remarkable. I mean, as you describe it, I, I, I say to myself, it, it's just so incredible. We keep reliving those same points in our minds and we just, we can't get over it. You know, you, Rabbi Hurwitz, are one of the people we turn to in difficult situations, especially. And you've seen parents in very, very tough circumstances, to say the least, of all types, uh, both when their children survive and when their children do not survive. So what do you attribute it to? What you just described to us a moment ago, and that list of in- incredible qualities that every one of them exhibited, to what do you attribute it? Yeah, yeah you know, you read... I would encourage, if you're interested, Nachum, go online and, 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 uh, it was a very short post. You might want to read certain parts of yesterday's post, because I was try I, I, I promise you, I, I wrote it, I, I was very, I'm very rarely at a loss for words. And, and I, I, there's no words to describe what, what we're talking about, but having seen it firsthand, um, I, I can't even explain to you what Shabbos was like there. What, what I really believe, um, and I, I try to express it in yesterday's post, which is, you know, basically just what you saw, um, I think that what we saw publicly was the way they live their lives all the time. That's the answer. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I, I, I did a, in this yeshuv of Talmon, there are 280 families, you know, the vast majority are Israel speakers. Um, and the, the, the Anglo families, the ones who, who, you know, grew up in America or, or English as first or second language, they all speak of it fluently. But, um, they, they asked to do like just, you know, a parenting, uh, open talk, um, Shabbos afternoon. And I, I, I tried to, <laughs> I tried to express myself and say what I, you know, what I thought. And I, and I told them, I said, you know, there have been so many tragedies that our Jewish people have have suffered over, in my lifetime, and and if you really think about it, Nachum and your and your listeners, um, one of the things that that when you step back a little bit, like why this one? Why did it touch us all? And th- there have been tragedies that had far more uh Karbanos and Godfit. Of course, we're not comparing them one to another. We're not saying any one is more tragic than any any other one. But this seemed to be at least many of us feel was different. It was more personal to everybody. You, you know, uh, different tragedies that had so many more uh you know uh, loss of life, such greater loss of life and uh, I don't know, this seemed to be different and and I told them that I think that their acceptance and love and Havas Yisrael 
just radiated outwards. Unbelievable. I really, I really believe this. Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz is with us. I know you're on a very tight schedule. We'll let you go in a couple of minutes. But is there a way to, to describe how different these Shiva houses were than the you know hundreds of others you've been in in your life? Or in many ways, was it a typical Shiva scene? It was just like, well, you know, it was clearly on a, on a much larger scale, you know, the, the, and you had uh, all the dignitaries, the elected officials, the... the uh, one of the homes I was in, uh, the Yisrach home, you know, the Rava, she was there. All the cabinet ministers. I mean, it, it, it was, and and the the all the the major companies and supermarkets, Coca-Cola, like everybody donated unbelievable quantities of of food and material and and uh, fans and tents. Like it was just, it was like an event. But but it was just a shiva home, you know. At the end of the day. I'm sorry. We just have people trying to struggle with what happens. You know, at the end of the day, it's just a couple of people sitting on low chairs and trying to get to make sense of it. And you know, I, I asked. I, I I ended the piece. I asked um, the Frankels on the way out. I mean, I, we spent the most time in in, in Tamon uh, uh, with the Shayels, but. But uh, I, I, I asked the Frankels on the way out, I said, what would you like? I said, I'm going to write something. What would you like the cloud to know, the people who feel with you and for you and you've never met and you might never meet? What, what would you like them to know? So she said, she, they both said, um, please uh, retain our achtut. That's what gives us comfort. <laughs> If they know that people, if they know people are making an effort in that area, then that's that. Yeah, she said retain. Right. You know, she said we've seen this after. Right. You know, retain it, hold on to it, and and make sure that the people know that this is what we want. I wrote there that you know these, and what's what's really unusual, and I was I'm really trying, I'm trying myself to get my hands around it because it's it, it's it's so much swirling around. From, from all that I've seen in the last two days, um, the funny thing is that they were such normal kids. When you listen to them talk about their hobbies, that this one played two instruments, and this one loved to gourmet cook, and this one did that. But this, uh, I, I got to get my hands around it, but there was really something special about them. Um, one of the, when I walked into the, the Shair home, and I, I have the pieces on, the pictures on my website if anyone's interested. Um, the, the, there's a picture there of of the father, Mr. Shayer, and and Gilad and the great Tzaddik Rav Grossman, and uh, of Migdalov. And uh, you know, you see, he's a little bit younger. And I asked one of the people there, what, what, "What's that all about?" And um, Mr. Shayer asked. Uh, um, asked Gilad a few months before his bar mitzvah, you know, what would you like as your bar mitzvah gift? Nachum, um, <laughs> I have a yeshiva with uh, Kenei Nahara. You know, we've had hundreds of bar mitzvah kids. Uh, I don't recall a request like this. The kid, uh, you know, the kid asked, he said he wants to meet Rav Grossman. That was his that bar was mitzvah his... request? Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. He wants for his bar mitzvah, he wants to meet Rav Grossman. When was the last time you heard it? Kids that asked for stuff like that, and and what was, was spooky, it was really it, it, you put 
get goosebumps. He he met him. Uh, um, the father called Rav Grossman's office and said, can I have a few minutes with Rav Grossman? My son wants to meet him. So they said, you know, please, he's traveling. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. You know, he's busy. He's got yeah. And he said, no, no, you don't understand. My son wants this for his Bermitsa present. This is all he asked for. So they said, oh, okay, be, we'd be glad, but please, he's, Rabbi Grossman is traveling. You got five, ten minutes, no more. He stayed for an hour and 40 minutes. You know, Grossman was clearly taken by this kid. And one of the things that he asked him several times, the father told us, that he said, what can I do to be Mekadashem Shemayim? He asked Rabbi Grossman that question. Yep, several times. What can I do? I want to... I want to I want to make a Kiddush Hashem. I want to be Makad Hashem Shemayim. What can I do? Could you imagine? And this is a regular kid. You look at him. He looks like, you know, he looks like he's joining a little league team to play ball, you know? You look at the pictures of him, you know? Uh, he looks like a regular kid, a normal kid. Unbelievable. Before we let you go, Rabbi Horowitz, I, I pointed out over, over this whole period of time, so many times, as many others did, that it was heartwarming to see people who had no affiliation with anything ritually Jewish um, insist on uh, saying to Hillim, davening, joining whatever effort they could do and make in order to help in this effort. And at the other end, it was heartwarming to see uh, yeshivas that would never, ever uh, think of interrupting Torah study for anything, interrupt everybody's Torah study to gather together and say to Hillam and pray. Uh, I think that's one of the things that was unprecedented in this case. Um, and, and we're all asking, and what we're really saying is, and I, what, what I, what, what I, I got at least a hundred emails to this. Okay, Rabbi, what do we do now? How do we hold on to this? How do we, how do we keep this, this, uh, this feeling? And what, what can we all do? I, I, I don't, I'm not so, not quite sure, Nachum. I don't think we need a new project. I don't think we need to spend money on it. I think we just need to to stop looking at barriers and stop looking at labels and stop looking at at, at things that divide us. It's not it's 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 simple and, and complicated like everything else. But I think uh, you know th- that was one of the things you know in Talmon they have um, it's it's a large issue. Of, again, I said there are 280 families. The the rabbi there is just the most extraordinary, humble human being. Such a leader. He's been there for 20 years. He got up Friday night to say a few words. Um, they have a custom there. They have tons of minyanim, Shabbat morning and some mincha. Friday night, the rabbi insisted when they started the kihila, everybody davens together. That's it. It has to be one time on Shabbat that everybody's together. And there's no other minyanim. Everybody davens together. He got up Friday night to say a few words. And Rabbi Shai Shechter and I, like, we poked each other saying, oh my goodness, what is he going to say now? What could he possibly say? And, you know, parenthetically, the children under the circumstances were so well adjusted. And, like, life was just, they were really extraordinarily well adjusted. And he got up there, and, you know, we thought he would say, nothing what you and I would say, Rabbi say, we have to have a muna and a chizuk. It took my breath away. I couldn't even write this up because it was so... It, we, we couldn't believe that he got up there and he said, Rabotai, we've always lived our life, it's niyut, we've always lived our life with modesty, and we've all been in the public eye the last three weeks, and this gets a little heady sometimes, 
and we have to go back to living modest lives now. I, I, I like, it was like, we, we, we both elbowed each other, Rabbi Shai and I, like, oh my goodness, we I couldn't believe that he said that. And, like, he said it with such humility, that's the way he lives his life. I went over to him afterwards, and, and, you know, it was nothing about him, it was just about the Kehillah. I, I asked him, I said, how did you get this Achdot here? You should see the, the, the range of, of, you know, types of people that were davening together there on uh, Friday night. Nobody cares. Nobody cared what I, if I came in in a T-shirt or, or, or Yushalmi Kasten. It wasn't that they were nice to you and, and polite no matter what. Nobody cared. Like, it made no difference to anyone what anybody was doing. It was, they were just welcoming. It was, I asked them, I said, how did you do this? He looked at me and said, we have wonderful people here. I, I don't know. I have to collect my thoughts. It's too much. It was, it's like drinking from a, from a fire hydrant right now. It's just too much information coming in. Unbelievable. I, yeah. Robert. Really, really, these are extraordinary. I'm sorry I'm in the street. I apologize for the noise. It's just, it's just they are extraordinary, extraordinary, ordinary people. Rabbi Horowitz, as usual, you've inspired us. Kol thank you for joining us this morning. We should all share Simcha, and everyone out who's listening, please maintain the achtut that we paid such a terrible price for. Reach out to people differently than yourselves. Stop looking at labels. We should really live as a family. Amen. Thank you so much. Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz is the dean of Yeshiva Dar Noam and director of the Center for Jewish Family Life Project. Yes, if you want information about any of this and about the uh, posts that Rabbi Horowitz has been um, writing over the last few weeks, specifically about this situation, kosherjewishparenting.com has all the links. JM in the AM at 23 minutes after 8 o'clock.